bows, gifts, trees, snow, men, snow, skis, squeezing down chimneys, Santa's thick, three seas, ice skates, cold mist, mistletoe, get kissed, no mask, naughty list, who will who this? Rumble bum bum, get an ugly sweater, sugar plum plum, this is yuletide weather, all the reindeer and the sleigh is loaded, all I want for Christmas is a cure for COVID. Girl, what did that girl just say, girl? Well, ho, 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 and happy holidays to you. It's Question Block. Hi. It's me, uh, St. Nick, (laughs) also known as Why is NYC on Instagram, with Question Block, Secret Lost Educational Historical Podcast. And with me is this Christmas angel. Aerialist. (laughs) Are you playing a Christmas angel or a child who's visiting Santa Claus? Oh, I'm just me, the goddess. (laughs) Okay. Well, fantastic. Thank you out there for everybody watching and joining us. So we want to do this entire episode is really about the history of Christmas. And a lot of people were asking me, they're like, why Christmas and not like Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and the other winter holidays? And the answer is because Christmas is actually six different holidays rolled into one, whereas Hanukkah has always been Hanukkah, as you were saying the other day. And like Kwanzaa has been always been Kwanzaa. True. Since, you know, 50 years ago or whenever they invented it. Whereas Christmas was other things before. And then it's like gathered up and gobbled up other winter holiday traditions as well. Christmas was scary. Yeah, there's that movie Krampus. We're going to start off with our our definitions as we like to do. And then we're going to take a little quiz to see how much you already know about Christmas. Okay. Okay. So the word Christmas is a shortened form of Christ's mass. So it's recorded as Christenmas in uh, 1038. Christ is from the Greek Christos, which is a translation of the Hebrew word Messiah, which means anointed. And Mass is from the Latin Missa, which is a celebration of the Eucharist, which is basically the Last Supper and like when you take communion. So it was a church service. That's where Christmas, the word, comes from. The holiday's also been known by other names. The Anglo-Saxons referred to the feast as midwinter or natitiuil, which is basically, it's basically the word nativity, uh, which means birth. That's They just said that while they were eating something. In Old English, it was Gaiola, which is Yule. Nice. Uh, Yule is the period corresponding to December and no, January. No, 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 Yule's no, my territory. I yeah, I get, keep, keep Yule's name <laughs> out of your damn Santa mouth. Our, our Yule... Yule respondent, uh, Ariel's going to talk in detail about Yule a little later. That's all I have. I'm just bringing up the word. And Christmas is also called Noel, which is from the French word Noel, which is from the Latin natalis, meaning birthday. So they're all birthday celebrations. It really is a celebration of the birthday of Jesus. Okay, let's jump to the quiz because I thought this would be a fun way to kick it off. You're looking at a list of cocktails. (laughs) No, I'm looking at my notes. (laughs) Like am I know? I'm like, what? Go, how can right. I? How can I make this better for myself? Um, this is from Parade Magazine, so it's a hard hitting journalism on today's episode. Nice. Okay, don't don't look. What did the other reindeers not let Rudolph do because of his shiny red nose? Fly. That is not the correct answer. Oh, okay. They didn't let him join in any reindeer games. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. The movie they didn't let him be in that movie mm-hmm. with Matt Damon. They didn't let him be in Scary Dogma. Basically, is that what Reindeer Games is? I have no idea. <laughs> All right, where was Baby Jesus born? In a manger. In what town? Bethlehem. Nice. All right, you're one one for two. Because they saw the star. 
Mm-hmm. That was the original ABBA song. Instead we, of I Saw the Sign, it was like I Saw the Star. And they were like... Ace, Ace of Base, who does sound a lot like ABBA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie Miracle on 34th Street is based on a real-life department store. Macy's. Nice. I, I did say I'm Jewish. You know, I'm I feel Jewish. Like you're gonna, I love to shop. I feel like you're going to get all the movie ones. What are the two other most popular names for Santa Claus? St. Nick. Nice. Chris Kringle? Nice. Okay, do you know why his name is Chris Kringle? No, why? Do you know what a Kringle so well, you're getting extra a credit Kringle, on your quiz. A Kringle is like some sort of bread or something. Okay. Yeah, that's why. That's it's like a British bread. Sense. No, it was like so a British Christmas bread. So he's Chris Bread? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why he's a Kringle. It's delicious. It's like a cookie. His name is like Christmas cookie, oh, basically. okay. Got it. <laughs> his name is Cookie. It's like, that doesn't explain why that's his name. Elvis is not going to have a white Christmas. He's going to have a... Gold Christmas? You might not know this song. It's Blue Christmas. I heard it in Westside Market the other day. <laughs> nice. We'll do like a, a couple more. Uh, what do people traditionally put on top of a Christmas tree? Me. Can you be more specific? An angel or a star. Either nice. way, it's me. <laughs> nice one. Ding. Yeah. I think they both work. This this quiz says angel, but I, I think a star is also perfectly fine. In Home Alone, where are the McAllisters going on vacation when they leave Kevin behind? Florida? That's in Home Alone 2. They are going to Miami and he ends up in New York. But in Home Alone 1, where are they going? New York? Keep in mind, it's an international flight. The North Pole? They're going I don't to know. Paris. Oh, uh, okay. They're on their way to Paris. And that's why they have so much trouble rebooking their flight because they don't speak French. That's okay. Yeah. I don't like shenanigans. <laughs> like that movie? There's like too many shenanigans. I'm just like. All right, I'm going to give you one more. Okay. In the classic Christmas movie, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Grinch was described with three words. What are they? Green, mean, and lean. No, that is incorrect. He has like a pot belly. It's not lean. His, I don't know. His arms. He's on lean. <laughs> you don't know this song either? No, uh, I don't sing like Christmas songs. I don't okay. know. Stink, stank, stunk. Oh, that's cute. That's cute, but that's very cute. mean. Yeah. Okay, so you, you got like four out of eight on the quiz here. Nice. Okay. 50-50. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty good for... Uh, I'm, I like, I'm all about balance. <laughs> for someone who's never celebrated Christmas before. Not bad. I have a question for you. How many of Santa's reindeer were female? Uh, all of them? Correct. Because male reindeers shed their antlers in the winter and female reindeers do not. So there you go. There you go. That's why they work so well as a team. We've done the preparatory quiz. Now, I think everybody really wants to know where is Christmas from? When did it start? Okay. Right. I want to know because I know about Yule... But you know about Saturnalia. Yeah. And I was like, Yule is still relatively new. And even Saturnalia is relatively new compared to solstice celebrations. Yeah, the answer basically is why every culture has a winter, like solstice holidays, because dating back even like 10,000 years ago, our Stone Age ancestors knew what the shortest day of the year was. They were pretty good at astronomy. That day is coming up. It's going to be the 21st. Yes. Usually, I think the 21st or 22nd of the year. But if you're in Australia, then wait six months and come back and listen to this. Although Merry Christmas, because I think they celebrate Christmas they, in the they summer. They have so. summertime Christmas. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, bummer. 
Yeah, so during uh, Neolithic times, astronomical events were used to guide activities such as mating animals, sowing crops, and monitoring your winter reserves of food. Wait, the mating animals is like the spring solstice, not the winter solstice, right? I'm just saying. No, during like the spring equinox, maybe they're like, all right, it's time. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Equinox and solstice are two separate things. I am just telling you they knew the astronomical dates and followed them. But just for everyone else. Even 10,000 years ago, they had calendars and they were like pretty accurate. Equinox is when the day and night is equal and solstice is when one is like way longer than the other. Yes. Just So you might say, how do we know that the solstice was a big deal? Stonehenge, because of the druids, they made Stonehenge. That's exactly it. Because of this is Final Tap and the Stonehenge megaliths that were put up. Also, there's a, a, a smaller Stonehenge called Newgrange in Ireland. They're both pointed at, like, these giant stones are aligned such that they point directly at the sunrise or sunset of the winter solstice. So that's how we know that they were onto it. Obviously, it wasn't recorded, and we don't know what they really did for their solstice. What we do know about is what the Romans did, which Ooh, was celebrate okay. Saturnalia. What did they do? What so were they celebrating? Saturn? They were celebrating Saturn, but it also coincided with the solstice. The Romans also thought that they they used to do sort of an age of Aquarius thing where they like believed that different time periods were ruled by different gods. So they thought that Saturn used to rule the world and that was like a more joyful time, which is funny because even the Romans were nostalgic for like better days that like happened before they were born. They were like, there are so many more Bacchanals. People who were born today who are like, if I'd been around in the 60s, the Romans were like, God, if we'd been around when Saturn was in charge, stuff would have been awesome. So they would have a party to celebrate what they missed out on. So that was 17th to 23rd of December on the Julian calendar. They did sacrifices. They had a big public banquet, private gift giving, continual partying, a carnival atmosphere. They did gag gifts. They even did white elephant gift swaps. They did gag gifts and small figurines. They would actually just give you a white elephant. They'd be like, look at this elephant. It's the wrong color. So we know like a lot of descriptions of it are from the poet Catalyst who called it the best of days. They would flip the script because the like days getting shorter was reversing into the days getting longer. And so slaves and their masters would switch places. So masters would provide table service for the slaves. Gambling was permitted. And they would elect a king of the Saturnalia who could give orders. Saturnalia uh, underwent a reform in 217 BC. This is when Hannibal was kicking the ass of the Romans, basically stomping around and just like defeating these like massive Roman armies. So the Romans all panicked and they were like, okay, we got to go to the Oracle, the Sibylline books they were called. And they were like, oh, we got to do some Greek sacrifices. And they started, they're like, we need to shout out Io Saturnalia, which is apparently their Merry Christmas. They would yell, Io Saturnalia. I thought it was Low Saturnalia. Okay, I copy pasted this text and it is a lowercase Io, but Low makes a lot more sense to me. So we'll, <laughs> whichever way you want it, <laughs> Low Saturnalia. Ayo! <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it, Ayo. The Romans would worship the deities of other nations to try to get their gods to favor the Romans. They would try to like steal their girlfriend. So the Romans offered sacrifices to like Baal Hammon was the Carthaginian god. Oh, Roman Saturn, uh, Saturn corresponds to Cronus. So I like that they gave sacrifices to gods of other nations because they were like, we got it just to be sure, win them over too. So there's like this quote, I guess they, they found, they like dug up this like sculpture 
or like painting. It says Saturnalia on it. And there's a man wearing a fur-trimmed coat next to a table with dice. And a caption reading, now you have license, slave, to game with your master. Cute. <laughs> what happens in Saturnalia stays <laughs> in Saturnalia. Exactly. Yeah, it was like super like fertility too because this, because the day after the the solstice the day like the day is a little bit longer like it's it's the returning of the light and so that that makes sense like actually that has a lot to do with yule because there's like the the crone or like the old like the god is like the old man but he's born he's born again as like a baby on uh around the same time so mm-hmm. the, oh they got some rebirth going on yeah also i think it, yeah, it was very adult driven. Like the children, they don't they don't talk about children at all, really. And if yeah. you would, I think you would, um, you would carol your wassail, right? You would like wassail. No, no, wassail is much later. Later, okay. I'm gonna tell you where wassailing came from. Don't you worry. would. I feel like you would like knock on people's doors, and you were like, "I am going to have like sex in your house or outside of your house." I feel like that was a part of Saturn. Like if they didn't let you in and like give you treats and stuff like that, like you were like, I, it was kind of like Halloween. Like the people would go trick or treating, but it was, there there was an equivalent of like trick or treating to it. Yeah. But it it was like, if you don't give me alcohol and and, like, let me into your house, then I'm going to like have sex on your lawn. (laughs) Because of the role reversal. Yeah. We're allowed to go around and demand things from their masters. Okay, so everybody's like hearing this and they're like, Saturnalia sounds awesome. Why did that become Christmas? Wait, can I talk about Yule? Because they kind of happened, Yule's like a little after, but they kind of were happening in opposite like ends of the the world at the same, they overlapped time-wise. The oldest recorded mention of Yule is around 580 and Saturnalia became Christmas around 350 AD. So we're going to go a little out of the chronological order here. But you'll thank me later. <laughs> I will pre- thank you now. Because Yule's a pretty awesome holiday. Let's hear about Yule. Yes. Okay. So Yule was a Norse fire festival. By fire festival, you mean there are a bunch of people in tents left on a Caribbean island? Mm-hmm. Or what fire festival was supposed to be? Or you mean the actual, like, they lit a bunch of shit on fire? It's like F-I-R-E. Although, knowing them, they might have spelled it with a Y. It's a pagan and Wiccan holiday, like, now. So we can talk about that. But the the more like ancient origins it was a norse fire festival and it celebrated odin or woden i think that's so cool i feel like it's like mario and wario but it was the same person there's just sometimes you say his name woden if you're like feeling extra norse yeah i want to hear a norse person talking and just be like that's how you say that you can go go to youtube because yule shows up with like a j a bunch of times or a g yeah Yule is J U L. It's like yeah. it's it's Jewel, like like <laughs> like the like the electronic cigarette, and it probably leads to the word Jolie or Jolly, but originally it means wheel because like the wheel of the year oh. is like beginning again, like life is coming back. It's funny because it's, you would think that would be like the summer solstice, but actually the summer solstice things are starting to go downhill because it's like getting darker. Like the next day you wake up and it's like darker. The winter solstice is all about honoring the sun. And even in like Egyptian cultures, it's it was like about the sun god. Yeah, because they're like, thanks like, for the coming back, back, dude. Yes. All of our crops died. But in yeah, in, in Norse mythology, it had it coincided with the wild hunt, which is 
when Odin or Woden <laughs> rode his eight-legged ho, 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 Hoden. his eight-legged reindeer named Slipnir. Is that Loki's child? Yep. Nice. He borrowed his his <laughs> his grandchild and Loki's rode him. Baby. Yeah. So uh, maybe his nephew. Oh yeah, his nephew. Yeah. yeah. Cute. With, with right, so Odin, <laughs> Odin's like the one-eyed, long-bearded, knowledgeable god. Please refer back to our uh, Viking episode if you need the details on the on these these Yule gods. Thirsty for knowledge, this one. He th- legit threw his eye down a well. His that's why he's he's one-eyed. So he he rode his eight-legged reindeer across the sky and was just trying to like hunt. And this is you know it's because like if you don't kill your like biggest livestock in the winter, they're going to be like mad hungry and you have to feed them. So you might as well kill them and eat them. And then like the little younger livestocks will be like, they'll have sex in the summer and then you can have more like babies and you don't have to worry about feeding them as much because they're, cause they're little. So that's Odin, called investment. Yeah. Odin would like ride, ride across the sky. If you saw this happening, you would get like bad luck and stuff like that. But you did have to like celebrate and prepare um, and and leave him offerings. So a lot of time, children would put a straw in their shoes for his reindeer, for Slipnir. Sound familiar? You do that on Three Kings Day, but also you sometimes leave out like food for. That's so Santa's. cute. Yeah. So they were feeding reindeer fifteen hundred well, years ago. One reindeer, but eight legs. <laughs> one reindeer with eight legs instead of yeah. instead of eight reindeer. With one leg. With four legs each. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's like there a would you rather. <laughs> and um, they also sometimes people would leave out milk for Freya's cats. So Freya is like the sexy Aphrodite goddess. And she was just like around because she was like having sex with everyone, probably including the reindeer. She's, just, she's, she's a fertility goddess. And that was it was kind of, you know, like fertility's like what they're gonna starting. Do. It's like starting up again. So and she she rode a sleigh pulled by cats. So people would leave out milk for them. So that's where like you know the leaving out the food is that where the Yule cat comes from? Or is uh, that no? I think no. That's like later. That's the Yule <laughs> cat's. Like, I mean, maybe I don't. The Yule cat's like evil though, and and like oh yeah, Scandinavian. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. This is is this is this also all Scandinavian or is this more like Germanic? Germanic. Got it. Goth. It's gothic. <laughs> so goth. I mean, is it? Come on, like, it like is. leather daddy riding riding an eight legged creature. One of the when it. I said that date for the first Yule reference from like five hundred eighty or whatever, that's from the the English historian Bede, who he referenced. A oh, whole the venerable bunch. Bede. Yeah, who he referenced a bunch in the Viking episode. So he's the he's the dude. Goth. Wrote the history of the Vikings a couple hundred years ago. He's the go to. So there, like a little bit later on. Because you would have like a Yule uh, boar or a Yule goat that you would sacrifice to Odin. And, you know, when people were like, yo, you can't sacrifice animals. They're trying to like tone these people down and like homogenize them. I read they had to like, like they would do this whole blood ceremony with the sacrifice. Like something out of Midsummer. You'd paint the temple with it. Yeah. And you'd have to pour it on yourself, literally washing you in blood. Yes, that would happen. That's but so, when that's people metal. were like, when people were like, nah. Uh, they were like, okay, <laughs> like the the Germanic people were like, oh shit, we re- like Odin's gonna be fucking pissed if we don't 
do this. So they were like, we'll go, we'll like say that like trees and stuff like symbolize the sacrifices. So that's where the Yule log started. They're like, okay, we're going to start burning this log for the whole like duration of the wild hunt. And, and that will symbolize the Yule goat. And they also would leave a little bit of the log like left over for the next year to like light that year's log. Like so, a sourdough starter. Like a menorah. <laughs> the 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 Wiccan version of Yule, which is it's like part of the Wiccan wheel of the year. So there's this like yin and yang of the the goddess like going through phases, like growing up and dying and becoming like a hag or a crone. And then like the god going through the inverse of those that's baby, baby new year. Exactly. So on Yule, the goddess is now a mother. She's entering her mother stage, like in the in like the harvest season, she's a maiden, and now she's like a mother, and she gives birth to the god. But she's so she's still like out of commission because she just gave birth, mm-hmm. and the god who had died is slowly coming back to earth. Yeah, she's like I'm resting, and he's like I'm a baby. What's up? Also, there's the holly and the i and so, the holly and the oak, and they they're like different parts of the god and so on yule the holly the oak king what's the name of the it's not this is the no, god is the just, god Wicca and the just goddess. has the god and the goddess yeah oh they don't even have names well they go through like phases so the it's like the goddess is in her crone phase her mother phase the god mm. is in his infancy stage there's also the holly king which is basically like it's kind of like pagan santa like he's He's more green based, but he's got like the little touches of red. He's like um, the negative, like photography negative of Santa. He rules. He looks nothing like me. It's ridiculous. <laughs> he rules from Letha to Yule. And then the Oak King or the green man who's kind of like swamp, the swamp man. He takes over like after Yule. And so he's like, he's obvious. He's like the green Smokes a lot of trees. You know what I mean? I find this mythology yeah. confusing and frustrating. I'm just going to bring in I, one. Can I bring I in do one not more like plant it. to this whole to this whole thing? Mistletoe. Okay. Mistletoe is Freya's, right? No, it's Frigg. Everyone thinks that Frigg and Freya are the same person, but they are not. Frigg. Because who is a Baldor? Okay. Got killed with the mistletoe spear. A spoiler alert. <laughs> Vikings episode, I was there. Frigg has had a lot of... Freya, like, has mad sex, but she doesn't really have children. Her husband Mm. is kind of ugly. She's, like, Aphrodite. Like, Mm. she'd just be sleeping with everyone, but she never gets pregnant. Frigg is kind of like Hera, I guess. She's, she's like, the mom to a lot of of, uh, Norse gods. And she's the mother of... Balder and she's like Balder is like the most gorgeous baby ever and I love him so much and he's my favorite and she asks everything in the kingdom to promise that they won't hurt him and they won't kill him so she's like he's invincible but she forgets to ask mistletoe for some like weird reason like everything except for mistletoe everything yeah always forget and Loki the troublemaker his brother just he has fun like just like throwing shit at Balder and like is because it like won't kill him. And then he's like, he's like, oh shit. Mistletoe. Well, he has all the gods do it. Loki doesn't throw the spear that kills Baldor. 
Loki tells all the other gods, and they're all having fun, like throwing crap at Oh, yeah. Him. And then he, there's a blind, there's like the blind mm-hmm. one, and he's, he's like, why don't you try shooting this arrow of mistletoe at him? And like it hits him, and then, you know, Ragnarok it's, happens. It's, it's his brother. He kills they're all his brothers. Own, they're all brothers. Yeah. They're all, it's like very incestuous. He kills his own brother. It's very sad. I mean, Loki's his brother the too. Blind God. So, yeah, Loki's also the father of the, the reindeer. So I guess because Frigg feels really bad about uh, the mistletoe, she's like, oh, no, you're a special angel, too. And, like, people will kiss under you and you'll be a happy plant. You know, she wants to make it up to it, to mistletoe. Mistletoe is, like, feeling really bad. I feel like you made up that last part of the story. I don't think that's why people kiss under mistletoe. I was with you until then. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, my, it's part of my mythology, so okay, there you go. Okay, so how did all this become Christmas? I'll tell you how Yule became Christmas, and this happened around 1000 AD. And then I'm going to tell you about Jesus, because it's really his birthday, okay? Okay. I have the story, at least in Norway. So in Norway, this king showed up. He was like a foreign king somehow in 934. His name is his name's awesome. It's King Hakon I of Norway. He was secretly Christian, and he it says he arrived in Norway. So I don't know if they did a king swap or what was going on. But this king of Norway shows up, and he doesn't tell anyone that he's Christian because he doesn't want them to, like, rebel, and he needs them to help out. You know, he gets in good with them celebrating Yule and being like, ha-ha. And then he's like, what if we change the day that we celebrate Yule? From now on, Yule just will always take place at the same time as Christmas. And uh, maybe we'll add some uh, Christian elements to it. Uh, But also, guess what? You guys all get beer and grain. Uh, at the same, so they would like dole out beer and grain. If you didn't celebrate, you had to pay a fine, and then you had to like keep celebrating until you finished the beer. Oh my god, it's like Haiti. It's like if you eat the food of the Christians, then you have to become Christian. He's like, psych, that was Jesus that you just ate. Yeah. How funny would that be? You trick someone into taking communion. Oh, I love the idea that you have to finish all your beer, or you can't stop celebrating Christmas. So like, if you're a slow drinker. It could be like mid-January before you actually get to finish your Christmas. It's like with all the, the leftover, you know. All right. So let's get to the man of the hour. Jesus? Jesus. So the Gospels of Luke and Matthew describe Jesus as being born in Bethlehem to the Virgin Mary. In Luke, Joseph and Mary travel from Nazareth to Bethlehem for the census under King Herod. They know so Jesus is born in Nazareth and laid in a manger. Angels proclaim him as the savior for all people and shepherds come to adore him. Matthew adds that the Magi, which has been translated as wise men, they follow a star to Bethlehem and bring gifts to Jesus and proclaim him the king of the Jews. King Herod, I guess, hears about this, that the king of the Jews has been born and orders the massacre of all Jews less than two years old in Bethlehem. But Jesus' family flees to Egypt and then later returns to Nazareth. And yeah, there's no date in any of the, the like the gospel stories or the stories of the nativity. But modern scholars think it's September now. Because of your context clues. Because they figured out when that census was and they were like, yo. Yeah, and I love that like, because the census like filled up all the hotels. His, his mom had to give birth to him on a dirt floor. That would suck getting pre- like being a virgin and and being pregnant. Like you get the worst of like both worlds, right? Wouldn't that suck? I think the most shocking and coolest thing that I didn't realize b- before we started researching this episode is that Jesus was they're pretty sure historians are pretty sure he was a real person. Jesus is best understood as a first century Jewish apocalypticist. 
He was an end timer. He fully expected the history of the world as we know it, well, as, as he knew it, was going to come to a screeching halt, that God was going to show up and intervene in the affairs of the world, overthrow the forces of evil in a cosmic act of judgment, destroy huge masses of humanity, and abolish existing human political and re religious institutions. And all of this would be a prelude to an arrival of a new order on earth, the kingdom of God. Jesus expected this cataclysmic end of history would come in his own generation, or at least during the lifetime of his disciples. The reason that historians think Jesus really did exist is there are two contemporaneous sources that wrote about this Jewish prophet, Jesus, who was running around. It is worth mentioning as an aside, because this is a fascinating thing, is that Jesus had a brother, James. Oh, James. Oh, that one. Jesus' brother, James. And they're pretty certain that James was a real historical person, because the Roman historian Tacitus writes about the execution of Jesus's brother, James, several decades after uh, the crucifixion of Jesus. Some, like, local official executed his brother. So do you think that she, that his mom, like, had sex for James? Yeah, she was only a virgin for Jesus. I think James was born the, the natural way, and then he just kind of, like, picked up and helped out when, you know, once Jesus got offed. Uh, he was like, all right, we'll got to keep his legacy around. He, like, went, he definitely, like, lived with his mom. He's like, I'll help you out. I'll, like, drive you to your errands and stuff. I'll help you go Christmas shopping. <laughs> Like what you were saying with the modern historians trying to figure out exactly when Jesus was born and like when Christmas should really be, the early like Christian followers were also very interested in this. They had a bunch of debates about this. The first recorded Christmas celebration, they decided that it should be around the solstice and it was on December 25th is kind of like what they chose in 336. That was the first ever recorded Christmas. Wow. So it's worth asking, like, how did this upstart religion from this random uh, apocalyptic preacher replace the super fun time of Saturnalia, which was like going strong? And also historians are fascinated by this. Like, how did Christianity catch on and spread so quickly? Over the course of 300 years, it went from less than a thousand followers to millions of followers I have a, I have a guess. in the Roman world. Why? Because the Bible has all these rules for like keeping you disease free that are like hidden in the Bible. And like, as you can see, the... The like polytheistic people, they were a little bit more like eating shellfish and like having orgies. So maybe they died. The rules you're talking about are also in the Torah. Yes. So they were around before Jesus showing up. Like the Jews already had all these rules. So I'm wrong. Now I'm sad. One thing is that because Christianity radically exalted the spirit over the flesh and commanded you to give up earthly pleasures. People who got really into Christianity gave up on having kids or marrying or having worldly possessions and became cultural super spreaders. If you're really into Christianity, your only job was to like talk about Christianity and other religions weren't doing that at the time. And then the second one is that women were a really important vector for the spread of Christianity. There's this great quote, Christians must admit they can only persuade people destitute of sense, position, or intelligence only slaves, women, and children to accept their faith. Cute. Okay. So be the religion of the downtrodden and convince people to just really spread your religion. Within a couple hundred years, Christianity is everywhere. Uh, the Roman emperor Constantine I converts to Christianity. Oh, yeah. And then he was like, I'm going to baptize all. That's what he fucking did. He did. He did trick them. He baptized all the pagans. And he said, if you don't accept my baptism, I'm going to kill you. He did do that. I like. Well, you can't turn that. down the emperor's baptism. I feel like he definitely was like, let's take a shower together. <laughs> and then he was like, psych. 
Yeah, so this is like holy water. the year 312, Constantine converts. In 315, he issues this proclamation that basically says, stop persecuting Christians. The Edict of Milan in 313. Okay. Last date, 325, they issue the Nicene Creed, which is still a prayer that Christians say today, where Constantine's like, yo, this is what it means to be a Christian. Basically, after that, once the emperor is a Christian, Saturnalia and like the winter solstice are going to convert to being Christmas. Okay. And then 700 years later, they also like pick up Yule and just stuff that into Christmas as well. My understanding with Yule, though, is that they didn't, um, they didn't really like stop people so much. They did ban sacrifices. They like stopped some of the like main tenets of it, but they, they didn't like outright ban it. They just kind of let it run its course. Like they made it way less like. Awesome. And I guess the Yule log, it still continues. Like the, you, like if you have a Yule log, you put that shit on your TV. You are, you. this is for Odin, okay? Let's, mm-hmm. don't mince. Don't mince pie. Don't mince pies <laughs> here. Don't mince logs. Yeah, so what everything I've described is basically why we're, why everybody celebrates Jesus's birthday. But that doesn't sound that fun. And the Christians specifically got rid of a bunch of the traditions of Saturnalia and made it into just a mass. It was just a church celebration. Oh, also, they involved kids in it, like a little, like the gift giving to kids made it so that like you couldn't be having like sex everywhere. Oh. That like chilled it out. Like they were like, let's give the gifts to children instead of like the white elephant gifts. They, you know, yeah, because they made if, it if kids were like excited about it, like because before they were like, okay, children, go to bed. Like, Saturnalia is happening. But, you know, now they're like, you're going to stay up all night. And parents were like, oh, we can't fuck. Like, Slaves, take the children to the country villa. Yeah. We'll be out for Saturnalia. Yeah, it's the opposite of what happened to Halloween over the last 20 years. Yeah. We're- so none of the stuff I explained tells you about all the iconography, like Santa Claus. Okay, so I'm going to tell you how Jesus became Santa. Our, um, our Claus respondent, uh, Aerialist. Girl, I don't dance, I prance. I don't sled, I slay. I don't stop, I shop, shop, shop till Christmas Day. And then I trim the tree. It's the three wise men for me. Home Alone is on TV. So I'ma let you see. My bells, bows, gifts, trees, bells, bows, gifts, trees, bells, bows, gifts, trees, bells, bows, gifts, trees.